gentlemen, sports fans of all ages, it's our pleasure to present to you the newest name in Delaware sports and sports around the world, who's had absolutely no success in the real world, so he's dedicated his life to talking sports. He's known to be prickly and very opinionated. It's time to get in the huddle with your host, Coach Muddle. All right, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the huddle. Me, Coach Muddle, and Money Man, Nevada Nick. Big night last night. Big nights he has last night. So uh, let's start with that. How about that? Yeah, you, you know, Coach, I, I said to you, um, you know how they like to say when everybody zigs, you need to zag? Well, everybody was on the Gonzaga zags. You know, so when everybody zagged, Nevada Nick zigged. So, you know, I said from the beginning, I didn't think Gonzaga was going to do it. Um, look, they're a very good team. But last night, look, it wasn't a fluke. Baylor's the better team. They won by 16. I thought there was some bad officiating, too. I think they should have won by more than 20. Baylor, I think, them beats, beats them seven or eight times out of ten. Baylor was the better team, played better defensively, better off. Even Mark right. Hughes said, he said, we couldn't get comfortable on either side of the ball. Just great game. Like Baylor had the defensively had their hands on the ball numerous times. Like I said, Gonzaga just couldn't get comfortable. And, and like you can see, Gonzaga just didn't play anybody. You know, I don't want to say they were a fraud, but, you know, if they were in a Big 12 or a Big 10, they wouldn't have gone undefeated. Plain and simple. Right. You know, they would have played Baylor in the regular season, but because of COVID, they obviously uh, didn't play. So, because, um, you know, obviously I would think Baylor would have won that game too. So, you know, I think there was a lot of hype with Gonzaga, and then when they beat up on USC, it, it made it even bigger. But, you know, I'll tell you, Gonzaga got kind of lucky too. I really, I kind of, I didn't, I wondered if they were going to get out of their region. Um, they got a little lucky. The highest seed they played was five, Creighton. Virginia and Kansas both got hit by COVID, and I think that really hurt them. You know, just they couldn't practice. They went right. to the, the, the stadium the day before. So I really think that affected them. So that's the three and four seed in their bracket. And then Iowa got upset. So I think that really kind of let Gonzaga coast to the final four. You saw – now UCLA was an 11 seed, but they were playing much better than an 11 seed. And right. UCLA – Gave them a great game, one of the great games in college history. Um, and, and I think that also gave Baylor, you know, a little bit of a blueprint on how to play Gonzaga. And, you know, he, Baylor showed it last night. And, you know, credit to Scott Drew, who took that job in 2003 when Baylor was, no, you know, basically nothing in college basketball. You weren't even on the map. Yeah, man. and he said – when he started his first day, I'm not coming here to make the tournament. I'm coming here to win games in a tournament and win a national championship. And that was in 2003. So congratulations to him. I mean, Absolutely. it's not easy to take a – you know a coach – to take a program from the ground up, you know, and that's where he took that program. So uh, congratulations to him. Uh, what a job. I mean, unbelievable, really. Uh, absolutely. And, and I think I got to agree with you with Gonzaga having – having such an easy road in. And I think they kind of started believing the hype as they got to the final four, you know, Especially the, the, the press clippings, yeah. they, you know, and you kind of saw when they walked into the stadium, they had the big head and you know what I'm saying? You know, when you know you played and you think that you're, 
you're you're all that in a bag of chips. You know, yep. you kind of walk a little bit, and and they kind of just thought that that Baylor was going to lay down and uh, and just look, roll over for him, and yep. that wasn't the case at all. And Coach I mean, Baylor jumped right on too. I think they started off nine nothing. They had a ten point lead going into the first half, and then they obviously what's going on, Stiz. Uh, uh, and then obviously in the second half too, you go in with a, a ten point lead. They jumped right on them in the second half too, and they you know they owned that game wire to wire and were the the much better team obviously. So uh, hats off to them, and looking forward to having Stiz on. Me and Coach were just talking about it off air. Once we get this draft passed, getting to hear Stiz and getting, you know, we're, we're, you can smell it now. After you right. get the draft, it's May. You're only two months or two and a half months away from training camp. So we'll have to get Stiz on to talk some of his fantasy football and see how the draft affects fantasy and some of these moves and the fantasy draft to have. So we're excited to have Stiz on in uh, early May, hopefully. Yeah, and I want to I'm and, and to touch on that and I think also is is how the the line moves on those under over with the win total wins for teams right. is, you know the Jets which caught my eye and the reason why I bring it up is you know the Jets traded Sam Darnold the their their under over bumped up to six and a half they won two games last year that's a pretty big bump New coach, you're going to have a rookie quarterback. There's a lot of variables in there. And, you know, I, I just think that that under over just jumped a little too high for me. Yeah. Well, and look, obviously we'll get into the Jets with, you know, obviously the Sam Donald trade in a little bit. But, you know, I don't want to leave the national championship just yet. Um, because another thing, Coach, I think that mattered, you would talk a little bit about – Gonzaga feeling themselves. And look, when you get that late bucket too mm -hmm. in the final four, it, you know, everybody Absolutely. already started the team of destiny talk. And that's right, almost right. a killer and, to me too when and, they do and, it. And, you like, know, you saw all the uh, teams that were, or the, you know, oh, this is one of the greatest teams yeah. of all time. They oh, coach, they were comparing to the 90 UNLV team. Come on. Larry Johnson, Greg Anthony, Stacey yeah. Altman, Anderson Hunt. I mean, that team was unbelievable. You know, they're not on that level. They're a very good team, but they're not on that level, obviously. But, Coach, the point I was just about to bring up, you know, which I talked about and I talked about with Angela, too, and what's up, Angela, is Gonzaga going in undefeated. You know, Coach, sometimes you'd almost get that loss out of the way. You know, just as a teaching moment mm -hmm. to say to your team, look, this is what can happen if you don't bring your A game. We can lose, you know, and they didn't have that moment. And you could see last night they, they went on Mark Few with about 10 minutes to go, and he was just sitting there scratching his head. He didn't know what to do. They didn't know. And I know, look, you got the UCLA game, and for a lot of people that answered some questions because they had played so many games in a row where they won by 10-plus points. But right. you could see last night they were down and just didn't know how to respond. Right. Absolutely. And, and sometimes, you know, you don't know how because you've never been down before. I mean, right. how many games were they actually behind? And, and there were there wasn't many games where they were, you know, I bet I'm, I don't know. I'm just talking off the top of my head, but I bet that they were not down by 10 all season long. No, I don't think they were. No, I mean, there, there wasn't many games, Coach. They were down in the second half, and the, yeah, there was a, a, maybe a handful. That's it. They they really right. didn't so, play. So you know, the, 
you know, you don't know how to respond because you've never been in that situation before. Right. So, you know, it, it's 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 a little it's a little tough. It was tough for them, but you know, hats off to Baylor, man. They they uh, they studied the film, they figured it out, and uh, they took it to them. Yeah, and two huge wins too. I mean, they destroyed Houston. Houston's a pretty good team, and they, you know, you beat uh, Gonzaga by sixteen. And like I said, I think it should have been more than twenty. There was a lot of I was, you know, look, I had a lot of money on that game last night. <laughs> I won a pool. I had them at six to one. And I bet them 500 straight, too, plus five. So, I had a lot, you know, I put, obviously, I said the reps had Gonzaga last night. And my buddy Joe said, looks like somebody bet Baylor. But, I, look, I can objectively look at a game, and when it's bad officiating, it's bad officiating. And, man, I'll tell you, football, you know it, Coach. You sure you put, your, you put your analytical hat on, your analytical <laughs> goggles on? But, Coach, you know football. There's 22 guys on the field. There's a lot going on. It's very difficult. Basketball, one well, it's so bad. I mean, they give these superstars in the NBA. If you breathe on them, you get a foul. I mean, it's right. it's horrendous. And last night, man, there was eight or nine direct calls. I was just like, what? Like, thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah the large cheesesteaks from Phil and Jim's are on me next That's time. right. That's, that's right. That's- listen, listen, when I get into town, that's the first place I'm going. And uh you know, I'm going to go make sure you put it on Nevada Knicks tab over there at Phil and Jim's. You know, they might get me out of the joint as soon as I say that. But you know. these, these two cheap bastards, it's my birthday tomorrow. And I'm going to be the one that's paying for the cheesesteaks next time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, you want to get in the Donald trade a little bit? Yeah, let's let's get into the, uh, the big news out of the dumpster fire. Yeah. Now, Coach, to me, you know, there was some reports – that they weren't going to get a second round pick that most GMs were saying they thought a third, maybe, maybe even a fourth was a reach. And look, Joe Douglas, who I think the Eagles made a huge mistake and let him walk out the door. I think they should have canned Howie and let Joe Douglas take over. He gets you a six this year and a second and the fourth next year, you know, really lining up nice for the jets where they have two ones, two twos next year and just a boatload of draft picks to help rebuild that team. And I think telling you that obviously they're going to draft a quarterback and most likely Zach Wilson at number two. So for the Jets, I like it. For Carolina, I don't know. I I just don't know about Sam Sam Donald. Do I think he got a fair shake in New York? No, but I don't know if I would have given that up for him. You know, I think they overpaid a little bit. What do you think? I, I do because I feel like the, he would, they were going to have to, they were going to cut him as soon as they drafted Zach Wilson or whoever, whatever quarterback they drafted. So I really do think that if you held out a little longer, you would have, uh, um, you would have got a better deal. I think they did. I agree. I think they did overpay a little bit on, on it, but you know, and it was the worst the same time you're football. saying what? Yeah. It was the worst kept secret in football. Everybody knew, you know, they tried saying, oh, maybe we'll hold on to Darnold. It wasn't happening. So I, I'm just surprised they gave up that much. You'd have to think there was somebody else out there maybe calling. I don't know, m- maybe the Redskins. You know, the Bears promised a job to Dalton. So I just don't know what other teams were out there. I don't think the Patriots were very interested, and I don't think the Jets would have traded, obviously, in their own division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think he would he would go to their their own division. 
Yeah. Uh, but I, I am uh, I am still intrigued uh, with Stiz's question. I don't know yeah. that you trade up because I, right now I, I've seen Pitts falling in most drafts now that, you know, he's right there for the Eagles at, at 12. You know, I, I don't know that he drops that far, to be honest with you. Uh, but uh, – and now there's talk, you know, obviously Atlanta wants to try to get out of that, but I think they're late to the party in, in – offering up the fourth pick yeah um so but you know sam darnold is going to a great situation i mean dj moore um robbie you anderson. Know, mccaffrey you, you he's got some weapons yeah robbie he's anderson got, from the jets right yeah. and, and so he's got a little bit of you know somebody knows somebody's throwing the ball mm -hmm. to so i i, I yeah. think he's gonna do okay there well i think i don't think he's gonna go below six i think the dolphins scoop him up if he gets the six, but if not, man, look, Stiz, I don't think some people say they may draft a receiver. I don't see that. I think the Panthers are going to look more cornerback or offensive line. But if a guy like Pitts falls to you, I mean, can you imagine that offense with McCaffrey in the backfield and the way he can be, especially right. on third down out of the backfield, the passing team, Absolutely. and then you get a guy like Pitts, who could just change your offense from the tight end position, and then you still got to worry about DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, that could really change that Carolina offense. And I'm really curious to see what happens because my guess, obviously, Coach, is going to be Teddy Bridgewater and Darnold will be battling it out in camp for the number one position. So, And to be honest with me, with you, Coach, I would I – would, I would lean towards Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's the better quarterback. Well, right now. I just read today that they've given Teddy Bridgewater permission to go seek a trade. Okay. And I, you know, there's some landing spots I think would be good for him. Yeah, but he's getting paid twenty million. I understand. Right. I agree. But well, seventeen million, and I think you know what? I think Carolina might have to eat some of that. I, I think because ten million of it's guaranteed. So I mean, if. Carolina eats the guaranteed. You're getting them for seven million. I mean, yeah, you know, but, yeah. See, that's the issue. That's what happened with the Raiders with Mariota. They waited for all these teams to fill their spots, and then they said to Mariota, "Take a pay cut." And right now, there there was no real situation. I think that he wanted to go to, so he took the pay cut with the Raiders, and and now he's staying there. Um, you know, if I was a QB, I think the Redskins is a good good position. I mean, you got a really good Redskins defense. And also, Denver. Denver yeah. is another one. As much as I love Drew Locke, I think right. bringing in a veteran guy and and you leave Locke as your starter, but if he falters, you have a veteran, you know, guy who is capable of coming in and yeah. and and playing some some solid snaps yeah. for you. And coach, you know it too. When you got a really good defense behind you, it lets you. Just be a game manager. You know what I mean? You don't need to do too much. You can take what's given to you. You, you don't want – obviously, you don't want to turn the ball over. And you just try to make those few plays. I remember with Buddy Ryan, he used to say Randall needed to make five plays a game. You know, that was the whole thing. <laughs> Let the defense play, and Randall makes five plays a game. The problem is he never realized, hey, it might be nice to give Randall a little bit of an offensive line because he had the playmakers. You had right. Keith Jackson, you had Arkansas Fred Barnett, and you had Calvin Williams. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, but wasn't – what's his name still there? Who? 
He went to uh, Minnesota after. Uh, the quarterback? The receiver. The receiver. Oh, Chris Carter. Yeah, Chris Carter. he got cut, though. And remember, that was the famous thing. Buddy Ryan says all he does is cuts touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> that was the big thing. And he had a lot of problems in Philadelphia, so he got cut. Um, yeah, but he didn't He didn't really factor in much with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. All right, Joe Fuller says Bridgewater is going to go to the Patriots. He just got traded? Oh, wow. Let me check. Yeah. Is that true? Okay. I think he, knowing Joe, he's probably screwing with us, but let me check. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything yet. He's probably just doing it so I go on the Google and look right. up so he can mess with me. That's what he likes to do. Let me see. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I'm not not yeah, I'm not seeing anything. But you yeah. know what? Honestly, I think that would be a great move for the Patriots because that's the kind of guy Bill Belichick likes. And I think he can do more than Cam Newton. Yes, definitely an upgrade from Cam Newton. Definitely an upgrade yeah. from Cam Newton. Cam so. Newton. You know, he can play at a high level and then play at such a low level. There's no consistency with him. And I think Teddy Bridgewater can bring some more consistency. I mean, look with the Saints. You put a good team around Teddy, you'll win ball games. He did it in Minnesota. He did it in New Orleans. And I think he'll do it in New England if that, you know, if that happens. Hey, Joe, talk, talking, to to your, talking to your tranny girlfriend doesn't <laughs> count, man. All right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think that would be interesting. But I think the Patriots, that's something they'll explore. But I really think it's Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G ends up back in New England. Um, the 49ers can still say all they want that Jimmy G, you know, has a future with the Niners. He doesn't. It's He's, he's a placeholder next year for whatever rookie comes in. And honestly, I think if that rookie comes in, I believe it's Trey Lance. If he comes in and plays well, he's going to start from the beginning. So, you know, okay. Jimmy G will then get traded around the, you know, at the end of training camp. Okay. All right. I don't think it's Trey Lance. I, I, I mean, the kids started 17 Division One AA football games. 17. Yeah. And we're talking about making him your franchise quarterback. With well, who is it then? Pick. Justin and- Fields or Mac Jones? I'm going Mac Jones. I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, know. I just think you're overreaching there at three. Jimmy G. Yeah, Jimmy G. Yeah. He had it with the foreign star. He got a little bit of trouble from that with uh, with the, the the Niners had to sit him down when I can't remember who it was, but he went out with some porn star. Oh, it was uh, what's her name? That Mia Khalifa yeah. or what's whatever her name? her name is. Yeah. That's don't amazing. act like you don't know, Coach. Drink that drink. He knows who it is. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but getting back to it, I really think it will uh, – you're right. We'll see Jimmy G in New England at some point. And uh, there's a couple of good spots for Bridgewater. I wouldn't be surprised if Bridgewater winds up back in, uh, back in uh, New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, it's possible, especially if Winston doesn't work out because that whole Taysom Hill thing, he's not a quarterback. Right. He's a gimmick player. I I think he's nice to have on your team, but he's a gimmick player. That's right. He still has the VCR tapes. <laughs> That's right, man. That's right. Still got the old VCR working, man. Because every time you pause it, you know, the big squiggly line in the middle, and it's like, damn. <laughs> you know, when That's I'm watching I football to- tape, when I'm watching football tape, you know, yeah. I hated having to pause it to see something, you know. 
Now, can, can we get into my uh, red-hot Philadelphia Phillies with their uh, beautiful 4-0 start? Especially three big wins against your division rival in the Braves. Now, now last night, I think we got Phillies got a little lucky because the coach for the Mets, manager for the Mets, so Coach DeGrom throws six really good innings, 77 pitches, and he said before the game that DeGrom was 100 pitches. He didn't want him going over that. And he pulls the Grom after six innings. And then, you know, you have a score of seventh, but then, you know, with a tune-up and leap, you give up five runs in in, in the uh, bottom of the eighth. And, you know, look, there were some errors as well. It wasn't all in the pitching. But still, it's like, why don't you let the Grom go seven or eight? Right. And then, you know, to me, these managers overthink everything, and they're so protective of these damn pitchers now. You know, you could have started your it's season. All analytics. It's all analytics, and that's why, you know, the analytics is biting you in the ass. But yeah. it's the same same story, different season with the yeah. Mets. Right. How many times have we seen DeGrom throw a great game for six or seven innings, the bullpen right. comes in and blows it? But, Joe, if you were watching that game last night, tell me you don't agree that when they took the Grom out, you were kind of like, what? It's kind of like it just goes back to the World Series game. Now, I know this is game one, and that was game seven of the World Series, but when they took Snell out because he didn't have success with the, the, the lineup when it's the third time around, it's like the guy was pitching great. He gave up one hit. Like, let him get in a little bit of trouble. And then it right. just unraveled for the Rays, and that manager – loses a World Series. I mean, that's let's not kid each other. That's that's what happened. I mean, that was that kind of move. Snell was dealing. And even Mookie Betts said when they took him out, he goes, he just did us a favor. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't right. know. I don't know your, your no, Gabe Joe, I did about. Don't know you say the Mets suck. You know, well, the Phillies and the Mets are kind of the same kind of dumpster fire for uh, you. Okay? Just because the Phillies hey. have won one recently but you both only have two, Coach, two titles how many how many championships do the yankees have in the last two decades uh we have a total of 27 yeah and but we okay Wait we're a not talking we about in the 1920s when we they were just one. better we than everybody yeah so do the phillies they have as many of the phillies 2001. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah and they should have yeah. lost to the phillies that year so they this got lucky is not a man oh my yes, god Oh well, see, Coach God. is a front runner. I'm surprised Coach isn't a Cowboys. Well, Joe's a Cowboys fan. So, but, yeah, Coach is a front runner. New York was Donald Trump. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that, Joe. I'll agree with that. <laughs> anyway, stop hating winners, man, because that's all that comes out of New York. Winners. Winners. Well, look, I can tell you this. Things are going to change with the Mets. I love the new owner. He's going to spend money. Yeah. There's talent there. I mean, look, if they would have got Trevor Bauer there, they would. I still think they got a chance to win the World Series, but they really would have been a a top contender if they would have got Bauer too. <laughs> Let's not forget Syndergaard's coming <laughs> at the All Star break too. You're right. They were. Yeah, they were. In they the were. Doc yeah. Gooden, Strawberry, Lenny Dykstra. I mean, boom, 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 right there. Yeah. And then I mean, uh, who else? Keith Hernandez. Keith Hernandez. <laughs> yeah, Keith Hernandez. There was another Gary one. Carter. You know, the the list goes on, man. Yeah, uh, what was that one guy too? Vince, uh, I'm forgetting his name. He was the one who was in the back doing, and then he had to come out. Or yeah, Vince Coleman was that his name? Vince Coleman. I don't know. Did he play for the Mets? I thought he was the Cardinals. <sighs> there was a guy. I can't remember his name, but he was the guy who was in the back when 
they the Red Sox thing happened. They thought the Red Sox won the World Series and had to come out. I think that was his name. I can't remember. But they had a lot of characters on that team, that's for sure. And I'm sure that when they won the World Series, that was quite a party with a lot of illicit things, too. <laughs> yeah, I bet, man. I bet there was a lot of baby powder around. <laughs> <laughs> but who, who do you like this year in, in baseball? Who do you He's got? The Yankees? All? Yeah. No, who do Yankees? you think? No, you think the Yankees are going to win it all? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, they hey, they just made a blockbuster trade today. Blockbuster. I mean, just adding some more much needed power to the lineup from Texas, man. Mm. So it can't hurt, coach. You know it too. Look at a guy like Luke Voigt who comes over from the Cardinals and just right. erupts there. You get into that lineup and there's just nowhere to pitch around. And it, you, right. you're gonna see a lot of pitches. So you could see a guy like him. Now he's, you know, he's had a multiple thirty-year, uh, thirty home run seasons. Not an average guy. I think he's got a lifetime two thirty-seven average. But right. he could go to the Yankees, hit two two fifty, hey, get to twenty-five home runs. Yeah, Short which they need. Forks. Yeah, they, yeah. So. No, I mean, you know, a guy like Matsui, he used to really take advantage of that you know so he could he could fit good in new york if i was new york though i wouldn't mind i i think i mean look you're gonna get severino but i i think they could use another starter maybe um you know especially while sever until severino comes back now herman looked good looked great in um spring training got kind of rocked the first game right we'll did. see what happens next game though because i think he's gonna it's gonna really help have you know, him i think back. he's really got to get the rust off because you know spring training it's no you know you know big deal you just kind of throwing and you know you're facing high school kids a lot of the right. time you're not really facing major leaguers so of course you look good and now i i think i think it'll be start Five, six, and seven. That's where I'm going to look at Herman and see where he is. Not, you know, right now. One, two, three, four. Let's get the rust off. Yeah. And then let's move on. I think the bigger question, too, with the Yankees is who's the team that can contend with them in the American League? Because right now, a lot of people like the White Sox, but I, I just don't see it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't see it. it? I think it's the Astros again. How do you count them yeah. out? You know, I mean, you just can't count them out, cheating and all. They'll figure out another way to cheat. And uh, by the way, speaking of Did them, you see the fans broke yes. trash cans. <laughs> that was great. They brought trash cans to the game. So you know, and uh, I, I think uh, Joe. I don't know about the Twins. I, I'm not. Yeah. They can score runs. I just don't love the starting pitch and you know one through five. But no, the Twins can really hit the ball, one of the better offenses in the league. I just don't know about the starting rotation. But they probably are. I, they, they, it's them or the, them or the uh, Astros. I, I would agree with that. It's one of those two teams, I think, are, you know, to challenge the, the Yankees. Toronto's got a great offense, but I just don't know about the depth of their starting rotation either. Right. After Rue, obviously. I mean, look, you bring George Springer to add to Bichette. Guerrero, Biggio. I mean, that's going to be a lethal lineup. Let's, they just need to get some starting pitching. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. But And and always the, uh, you know, the Blue Jays have always kind of been a thorn in, 
in the Yankees side too. You know, they always kind of wind up. So I don't know, but I honestly, I think they'll fade and it'll be the Yankees. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then the NL, I think it's a three team race. I think it's Dodgers Padres. And I think if, if they get to the playoffs, I think the Mets are dangerous because you're going to have to go against the Grom, Syndergaard, Stroman, and then obviously Carrasco from the Indians. So that's four very good pitchers. I think if the Mets can get in the playoffs, they're going to be a tough out. And you got a good lineup, too. So if you can get a big year out of Lindor, if Lindor can have that type of year Betts had for the Dodgers last year, I think the Mets can be dangerous. I agree. I agree. Yeah, Joe, I wish – see, that's one thing I wish – I, I don't like the pitcher hitting. I wish they would have kept the DH rule this year. They kind of yeah, went backwards. I agree, yes. I, agree. I don't like the extra inning rule, the putting a guy on second. I thought they should have got rid of that and kept the DH rule. But they went the opposite way. They kept the extra no, inning not, rule. I, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, we do that at the lower levels, you know, mm-hmm. which it speeds up the game. And um, Well, and then you, you don't know, have those not- 18, 19 inning games either. You know what I mean? Right, I'm not a fan of that, but I think, you know, you put a guy on second, let's do it. And really what that helps, though, is those average, the the hitter hitting teams. Not the guys like the Yankees that are just hitting home runs. Guys that actually hit base hits, you know? Boom. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I, I agree with the extra inning rule, though. So, you know, we'll go from there. Yeah. So, We'll see. You know, my Knicks still hovering around 500. So they're in the playoffs, too. Right now, as of right now. Yeah, they're the eight seed, so they would play the Nets and get destroyed in the first round. <laughs> but still, I think it's good for the Knicks. You know what I mean? It's been pretty bad. It's something to build on. Um, but I'll tell you, I think you're going to – the NBA, it's going to be a really cool play- playoffs. I mean, even your first-round matchups, you know – Right now, the way it is, it would be Sixers, Celtics in the first round. You know, I already said Nets and Knicks. But then in the second round, you would get Milwaukee and the Sixers, the way it's set up now. And then also out west, because of the injury to AD and LeBron, in the first round, you'd have Denver and the Lakers. And then if the Lakers were to win, they'd play the one-seed Jazz in the second round. And then, you know, obviously the Clippers or the Suns in in the conference finals. So, uh I think the playoffs are going to be interesting. It's just so weird. Right now, Coach, we're usually getting ready for the NHL playoffs this week. Right. And then next week would be the NBA playoffs. And NHL has 20-some games left. And the NBA has around 25-some games left. So we still have a big part of the season. And it's going to be weird because these playoffs are going to go well into July, I think. Hey, Joe, it's actually lemonade. It's not iced tea, buddy. Okay. It's lemonade? It looked lemonade. brown. It's because the cup is in the cup. It's the cup. Oh, okay. The cup is kind of yellowish or something. I don't know. Yeah, gotcha. Lemonade, that cool refreshing drink. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Coach is down at his undisclosed location in Florida. That's right. Coach is on the IL right now with a – would you break your tibia? I broke my tibia. I got three screws. I got a cast on for the next two-plus months. Uh, right now we're looking uh, we're looking at the uh, we're looking at two month timetable. Well, I'll know more next week, so uh, we'll see. Uh, but right now I'm down uh, down south, recovering. In, in, you know, in the in the Sunshine State, uh, 
you know, because that's where you go to recovery rehab, you know. <laughs> so. uh, oh, man. But, and, you know, I, I am making a special flight back for this weekend's big Nevada Nick birthday bash. And for those of you who don't know, it is Nevada Nick is going to turn 21 plus this weekend. <laughs> so, uh, you know. That's right, Stiz. I'm sucking it up. I'm getting up there regardless. Got my flight. Got my ticket. I'm up. I'll be flying in Saturday, ready to go for the uh, festivities on uh, Saturday. Yeah, Lou Turks, here we come. (laughs) (laughs) So with 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 my quick pit stop to fill in gyms, run up your tab a little bit, you know, so... There he is, Tommy. What's going on, Tommy? Tommy, What's up, Peter? I it's looking. The, <laughs> hey, you guys are always invited, Joe. Um, Tommy, I still got. I guess I'm gonna have to pay Tommy his money because it's looking like Zimmer's gonna have the job in, in training camp. So, uh, Tommy, what was it? I owe you 150 dollars or 100 dollars? I can't remember. You have to let me know. I'll Venmo you the money, Tommy. <laughs> you better get it now while he's up, man. While he's up, because you know. Yeah. I'm always up, baby. Come on. You know better, Coach. <laughs> oh, and one thing I do want to give out, got the Masters coming up Thursday. I, I'm going to go with John Rahm. You know, obviously I picked Dustin Johnson last time I got the win. Um, I, I like John Rahm. And Tiger, the year – was it the year before? The, yeah. What, what year did Tiger win it? Because you 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 were you were high on Tiger. And, yeah. Uh, you know, year, before, it wasn't – so Dust, Dustin Johnson actually won it in I think it was October or November. Because of COVID, they postponed right. it. But, yeah, so he won it April 2019. But, yeah, I picked it then. I had Tiger. So I've actually picked the last two Masters winner. So I'm going to go with John Rahm. Like him a lot. Um, he's got three straight top tens. Just had a kid, which is a little bit of good luck in the Masters. You know, it's happened before where somebody has a child and then wins. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with John Rahm. And, and Tommy just wanted to say thanks to – Always posting on Coach's page yes. and letting ever keeping everybody updated and letting everybody know what's going on in the sports world. Absolutely, I appreciate it, Tommy. Thank you very much, man. We appreciate what you do for the uh, Coach Muddle page. Yeah, but like Tommy said, there's like six of them. So because Coach can't delete them because he got locked out. I don't know <laughs> what he was doing for his phone to get hacked. I'm really curious because he's been known to go on some of those uh, interesting websites. But, uh, yeah, Coach is hacked out of his other seven accounts, so Tommy has to, you know, find the one. It's the, the Coach Muddle Show now. That's right, you the Coach go. Muddle Show. Yep. Yeah, we'll watch out for speech, speech, but, but that's a good segue. Nick, hold on a second. Okay. I remember, tell everybody, it's the Coach Muddle Show now. Right. Still in the huddle, Coach Muddle, YouTube, uh, Coach Muddle on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Right. So make sure you share it with your friends, put it out there, let them know where the new site is and uh, and get it going. I appreciate everybody who's been sharing it out. We've been getting a lot of shares right. and a lot of likes. So thanks. Yeah. We appreciate and, it. And, Joe, I agree. Spieth getting that win, too, get some confidence back for him. He does look good. And he's always played good at the Masters, too. So I agree with the end. You know, you can get speed. I think it's like 14 to 1. So you get him at a good number. He's somebody I'm I'm looking at too. Because with the Masters, you're getting such great odds. You could take two or three guys and you're going to win money. You know what I mean, coach? I you know, right. the guy uh, so John Rom 
is 10 to 1. I think Spieth was 14 to 1. So, and look, you know, he, he had such a great start young in his career. Everybody thought he was going to be the next guy. And then I don't know what happened. You know, it's kind of like, uh, okay, oh, 16 to 1. Great, Joe. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me of, you know, Joe calls Carter Hart the fraud all the time. But, you know, Carter Hart, now he didn't have the success Jordan Spieth had. But, yeah, you just wonder what happened with Spieth. Because early on, he had that run where they thought he may win that, uh, what do they call it, the calendar slam or whatever, where you win four majors in one year. Right. Um, didn't happen. But, man, he, he had such a nice run and then really kind of fell off the, you know, he was world number one, just kind of fell off. But now he's getting that confidence back and re- really starting to play well. And he is he's somebody to watch out for, too, as well. I, I agree with Joe. All right. Good good deal. That's good with the Masters coming up. And you know what else is coming up, too, Coach? Get ready for the first Saturday in May, the good old Kentucky Derby. That's right. Oh, well, so yeah. down to 11 to 1, yeah. Yeah, so. and that's what happens, Joe. And that's what I usually look for, too. And when you're a good gambler, that's value. You saw Spieth. You got him at 16 to 1. Now he's down to 11 to 1. So you got a value bet. You know, that it's as simple as that. And that, that was a value pick. I mean, you, you're getting a guy like that at 16 to 1. You just, you, you can't beat it. You really can't. And uh, it'll be interesting to see because, um, you know, a lot of people love that. What's his name? DeChambeau because he can hit. He really didn't look good the last Masters. You know, DJ. He's, look, DJ, I think the last four he's been in the top ten. He's always going to be around. I think that's a great, great bet is to take DJ to be in the top ten. I think that's around even money, but I think it's a great bet. I think he's been in the top ten the last four years. As I said, Rom's been in the top ten the last three years. So for, for me, who's not the gambler of of things like golf, like you yeah. degenerates are. Right. So do you get money if he's in the top 10 or he's got to win the whole no, thing? No, it's even money. So if you bet 100, you win 100 back. So you get 200. So it's even money. But like I said, you're betting a guy like Dustin Johnson to be in the top 10. He's been in the top 10 the last four years. So I think that's a that's a good bet, just like John Rahm has been in the top 10 the last three years. And so, some of that, it's all about courses. You know, some guys play better at, at different courses. You know, like we said, Spieth. He's a guy who plays well at the Masters. You know, even when he wasn't playing that great going into, you know, last year at the Masters, he had a great Masters last year. Um, He really just had one bad round. Another one was Rory McIlroy. I think he had a first round 75. After that, he shot really well in the rest three rounds. It's just the opening 75 really hurt him in the Masters in October or November when it was. Oh, yes, thanks for bringing it up because I wanted to touch on that. Um, lack for a better word, I guess I shouldn't have said touch, but I don't know, man. <laughs> Watson, that situation's really starting to get ugly. You know, the two of the girls came out with a press conference today, and there's so many women, you don't know what to believe. And now, too, they're looking about going about it, going after them for legally. Man, I'm not talking about civil lawsuit. I mean, trying yeah. to get justice. And you know it, too, Coach. If he's found guilty, I mean, what are we looking at? Is it eight games? Is it a, a full right. season? He's going to get suspended, and it's going to be significant. And then what happens with the whole Texan situation and him asking for a trade? You know, it diminishes his value there, too. So it's and, pretty much and, a, uh, 
And that gives the uh, Texans the right to void his contract. They don't have to pay him. Really? Yeah. If you're found guilty or so, it's a it's a clause. The new like last thing in the NFL, you're allowed. You, like you know, if you're found guilty, they can right. they cannot pay you. Like conduct undimensioned detriment to the team or whatever. Right. They then they don't have to pay you, and they cut you. Which yeah. you know, some teams would love to have him cut because they would need him. But you know, right? Yeah, he does need Johnny Cochran, Joe. You're right about that. He's- well, wait a second. His his attorney came out and said that a month ago the original uh, uh, accuser accuser said try to extort him for a hundred grand. You know, he said, "What is this? You know, uh, you know, you guys are trying to extort me? No, we're trying to uh, blackmail you." This is blackmail right. or something stupid because they didn't know the difference. Right. Like, you know. Well, the reason, only thing that's alarming to me, if it was one or two women, I would say, hey, look, let's let this play out. You never know. But, man, 20 women, it's, you know. Yeah, but you know what? Then, but- honestly, honestly, mm-hmm. and, and and listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like, you know, the, the a-hole in the room, but when people see dollar signs – they jump on board. No, you I know, don't. We don't know. Some of them girls could have just high five them oh, on his way I out guarantee the there's not 22 women that he – I I know right. that. I, I agree. There's you not know, 22 you know what I'm women. Saying? So He's going I, up I think the, there's yeah. some legitimacy in some yeah. of those cases, but yeah. I don't think there's 22. Well, and look. Look at Dabo Sweeney said. And Dabo Sweeney, of the utmost character of the guy. I mean, I think right. the, I, I'm a big Dabo Sweeney guy. He came out and said, look, I don't know. About the accusations, I'm not proclaiming innocence for him. All I can attest is my experience with him, and he's a top-notch kid. And he always held himself, you know, he goes, I think I had to yell at him one time at Clemson and, you know, just said he's a great kid. No, that doesn't mean he's innocent, and he said that. But I I just – I think there needs to be some more investigating. And, look, you know, too, the NFL will get to the bottom of it. Um, Absolutely. They'll they'll get to the bottom of it, you know, hopefully – They'll get down to the truth and see what happens, but um, it's it's going to be interesting what happens because I don't think a team trades for them with this black cloud hanging over them. I think they're going to want resolution before they give up some kind of trade package to get Watson. You know what I mean? Right, right. Would you? You know, would you give up two first-round picks with that black – you know what I mean? Because you don't know if you're going to get them, and then he sits for eight games or a whole year, and, you know – I get obviously if he sits, you don't pay well, him. Well, that's why I would think I would do it, but they'd have to be future picks, condi- conditional picks. Yeah, you know, not this year's draft. Next year, conditional first round, conditional, 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 and I'll give them whatever they want for Deshaun. Yeah, he probably had a clause in there too that he has to only go to the team masseuse too, because uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, although I would think now he'll never get a massage from an outside place anywhere because right. he actually had. 15, I guess, masseuse who came up and said that they, you know, gave him massages and he was always nothing but professional and never asked for anything else. But there was one masseuse who actually dropped him and said, I can't work with you anymore because of all the stuff going on with you. Right, right. For my, you know, I don't know, we want to say safety or whatever, but still, you know, if you're a regular masseuse, you don't want <laughs> that old – you know, we're, we're not at the old Asian parlor at uh, 16th and Race in Philadelphia. You know what I mean? 
great new team. Yeah, he would fit in good at the Raiders. That might be an issue. <laughs> we'll see. We'll it's see. It's not legal Mark. in Vegas, though, which is the dumbest thing. It's legal outside of Vegas. Right, right. You got to yeah. go out because everybody thinks the the Bunny Ranch is in Vegas, and it's not. It's like a no. it's like a two hour drive outside of Vegas, too. It's not like it's even remotely close. Yeah. So. It's a, oh, how do you know it's two miles outside? Two two hours outside, Coach. I don't know. I don't know. I was told. <laughs> He got caught. I was told. I was told. He was told. I was he knows where it's told. I never knew that information. I was told by 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 this. Uh, you know, oh, he's now. Security clearance analytical guy that happens to be a midget that happens to you know be a super fan, but claimed to be a analytical guru. How's that? How do you think he broke his fibula? <laughs> Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to getting out to Vegas. Not for that reason, obviously. But um, to me, that's one of the dumbest things that just shows you with some of the things that go on in our country with the legal system. So, basically, if you're in between these different imaginary lines a few miles apart, it's legal and it's illegal. It's the dumbest thing. And not just that. It's like, why would it be illegal in Vegas where everything's going on, but then you can drive a couple miles out and do whatever you want? So, yeah, but that's uh, just like living uh, in outside of Colorado. You got to go into Colorado. You can pot. buy yeah. drugs and 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 then leave. You know, it's yeah, it's stupid. So what's well, like DC now? I think they legalize like mushrooms and some uh, maybe acid or something. It's yeah, it's just it's insane. And then like I said too, if you look those marijuana dispensaries, none of them can can have a bank account. It's a cash right. business because it's still federally illegal. So, you know, you can't deal in, like, checks or deposits because right. you can't deal with a bank because it's technically still not legal federally. It's, it's, I don't know. Some things in our country, man, are just so slow and so behind the times. They need to just get with it. So, Absolutely. So, listen, guys, I just want to give you guys a heads up. So, the next couple of Mondays, I'm scheduling some guests. We're going to talk a lot of pre-draft stuff the next two shows and then we're going to have our draft show nevada nick and i maybe a couple other guests will be in uh you can tune into us and watch the draft and we'll give you our take on on the draft and how it goes no we'll probably stick around and pick at least pick 12 maybe a little bit longer Yeah, maybe in like the first half of the draft first 15 picks 16 picks especially obviously 11 and 12 because it's giants and eagles um, yeah. And then so be, after the draft, we'll have Stiz time. on to do, yep. you know, the fantasy impact and talk about, because Stiz, I was with Stiz, we were in AC about a week ago, and he's doing his mock draft for uh, fantasy football already. So he's already re- ready for fantasy football next year. Okay. And 10. What's 10, Joe? We don't really care about 10. I don't know what 10 They're is. They're going to blow the dress. They're oh, going to blow that pick tens, in the anyway. Tens, yeah, 10s is Cowboys. Right. Yeah, well, Joe, they better go defense. I mean, they got to go defense, don't they, the Cowboys? Because, yeah. I mean, offensively, if their line is healthy, they're going to be lethal on the offensive end. They just got to fix that defense. Um, I-, I like the defensive coordinator hire. It's just can you get them playing good? Because, man, if they could have a top 15 defense, Dallas – 
Dallas and the Giants are going to be the teams, the two teams I believe fighting for the NFCs. No, yeah, the Cowboys have had good draft. They really have. I can't. I they have. They drafted that offensive line. Yeah. They have had good drafts. It's just, you know, like last year. I'll give you an example. I like the CD Lamb pick, but you needed a defensive player last year. Right. So that's why I call more to question. Last year they should have drafted defense, and I like CD Lamb. I think he's going to be. He'll be the Cowboys' number one receiver this year. But their problem too is overplaying players. They overpaid Dak. They overpaid Zeke. They overpaid Amari Cooper, and those they're contracts gonna are going to be in trouble here in the next couple of years. They are. Yeah, so. yeah. That's and that's my only problem with the Cowboys. They got a lot of talent, but Dak's not a forty million dollar year uh, quarterback. Right. Yeah, and I, I agree. I think they get a corner two stiz. I think that's where the Cowboys go, and I think it's going to be Caleb Farley. I think that's where they're going to go. Or Patrick. Yeah, or yeah. Good. Good. Coach said it, and Joe just said it too. Yeah. And honestly, I would take Sertan. Just because coached under Saban in Alabama, I like the legacy part too. His father obviously played for the Dolphins, but uh, yeah, no, I, I agree, Coach and Joe. Yeah, and his dad beat me out for a job. It's okay, you know. But we won't his dad, what? Beat me out for a job. Yeah. Did he really? Well, obviously, for obvious reasons. Listen, I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying that you know. Oh, I came in with any kind of, you know, clout. You know, when this dude walks in and just says, hey, man, I played X amount of years in the league. And they were like, okay, we'd rather have a guy in the league than have well, a mid. So, and know, he was I mean, really good, too. He right, just he was. I'm not, listen, yeah. not, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that yeah. derogatory. I just think, you know, right. that's how our, our – that's – I have crossed paths with – what is that? The Kevin Bacon effect, you know, our – Six oh, they call it like six degrees of separation. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's that's all I'm trying to say. Nothing against Patrick Zatan. I think he's a great guy. Okay. So, you know. Where was the job at, Coach? I was down in Florida. Florida Atlantic? No. Oh, okay. No, no it, was at, it, was at a, it was a high school gig. Private oh, school. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, anyway. But, uh, you know. So, all right, guys. Listen. We appreciate everybody checking us out. Make sure you tell your friends. Share it to your pages. Uh, remember, tell them the new page, the Coach Muddle Show, uh, and go to YouTube uh, in the auto Coach Muddle. Also, Coach Muddle, Instagram and Twitter. Just, you know, come on board, be part of the show. We appreciate it. And you can reach out Nevada Nick. It's Nevada underscore Nick. He's the man, Instagram and Twitter. He's out there. He'll, you know, throw out some picks or not. I don't know what he actually does, but, you know, we'll see. So uh, we appreciate everyone uh, and whatnot. So we'll see you Monday night this time. It'll be great. Thanks, guys. I, I Have a great day. Jared, we're done. I'm sorry, we'll buddy. You're up. a little late. Tomorrow's we my birthday, Jared. Yeah, appreciate next Monday, that. buddy. Yeah. We appreciate yeah. it. So thanks, everyone. Have a great day. We'll talk to you.